Uh, hey guys, what's up? Hey yo, welcome back to another episode of Shabbat episode. I'm glad we, we could talk, it's been a while. We're in the midst of, of midterms and finals, you're gonna have to forgive us. Yeah, so we are back with another episode of Shabbat Spiels. We are, this time we're gonna talk about some philanthropy, some tzedakah. Um, in Judaism and in our lives. Yeah, and I know you guys are probably not going to be getting this episode on a Friday, so we're not even going to say Shabbat Shalom, but hey, uh, it's the thought that counts with, with the name of the, um, the podcast. But anyway, um, yeah, as Adin said, today we're going to have an episode talking about philanthropy, aka tzedakah, um, and like why it's important to Judaism, why it's central in our religion, and why it's one of the, the most important mitzvahs out there. Uh, we're going to give like a brief overview of what tzedakah is, and then the reason that we're doing the podcast today specifically, um, or this week per se, is because this coming week, uh, UVA's Brody Jewish Center, uh, as well as another uh, Jewish Center from another school that we're not going to name today, um, engage in what's called a Commonwealth Kiddush Cup, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that later, but... Um, essentially, it's a philanthropic event that is trying to raise money for our Halal, our Brody Jewish Center building, and just make sure that we have money for programming to continue doing what we're doing. Uh, it happens every year, and we're going to talk a little bit more about it later with our guest today. Uh, our guest is going to be Ms. Danielle Boynac-Horner. She's the Director of Development here at the Brody Jewish Center. Mm-hmm. I had an awesome, to- awesome time uh, interviewing her and chatting with her about philanthropy here uh, at the BJC. And so with that, with that, we're just going to jump in. Uh, Adin, do you want to explain to us, like, what exactly is tzedakah? How is it, how did it become important in Judaism? Like, of course. What's the background of it? So tzedakah is, um, it's like, it's, it's giving, it's giving money to the poor. It's giving compassion and empathy it's not just like you know giving physical physical things um it's philanthropy so uh, according to maimonides um whoever gives this is a quote from him um whoever gives tzedakah to the poor with a sour expression and in a surly manner even if he gives a thousand gold pieces loses his merit one should instead give cheerfully and joyfully and empathize with him and with him in his sorrow so this kind of shows that tzedakah is not just you know the physical the physical giving of money it, it involves a lot more it's feeling it's a lot of you know adjusting intentions. To, exactly intentions and ruach you have to you have to give correctly um and you know another part of tzedakah um in judaism there are different levels of tzedakah and the highest form of tzedakah um is where is giving where neither the um donor nor the recipient know who they're giving or receiving from um and like this is just because you should be giving to give. You shouldn't be giving to get any, you know, you shouldn't be getting anything out of it yourself. Um, I, you know, except for the good feeling of giving. Um, but you shouldn't be, you know, people shouldn't know that you're giving. People shouldn't know that you're receiving. It's just, this is what you do because it's, it's the right thing to do. It's, you know, it's tzedakah. Yeah. Um, so there are actually two aspects of tzedakah. There's one with the hand and one with the heart. Um, so Judaism teaches the belief that donors benefit from tzedakah as much or even more than the recipients. Um, and that's like a common theme in Judaism. That's one of the reasons why, you know, we emphasize tzedakah so much. We emphasize like the, you know, making sure that nobody knows who's being given, who's, 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 
being given to or who is giving because the 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 donor will receive you know something just because they're giving um so you know while the poor may receive money or a material good the donor will receive you know, merit um some what's the word in hebrew righteousness uh which is just like uh, sadiq sadiq is righteous oh i didn't know so, that yeah oh so that's right. actually interesting because i it, i also we also have like the the kind of core, um, right. back, like the the foundation of, of the actual like word sedaka, it's it's used interchangeably from charity, but it is like a form of social justice. So as yeah. you said, like a merit, exactly righteousness. Um, like a man who is righteous is a tzaddik. Tzedaka is it's, you know the same root. Um, so tzedaka involves giving with the hand um, and consolation with the mouth. So the heart is without embitterment. Ooh, that is a. That's something that Esther wrote here, and uh, <laughs> I am going to let her explain that because that is very deep and powerful. Um, well, essentially, as far as I understand, like there is this critical like social responsibility in Judaism to be giving, and so you know you're physically giving to someone else, and it doesn't necessarily even have to be the poor. Like you're just giving to some cause that you believe in, uh, but you're giving with your hands. But at the same time, um, it has to be coming from your heart, as you said, like uh, with with ruach. Um, and without embitterment, meaning like, as Maimonides said, you can't be having that sour expression on your face. It has to be like a genuineness. It has to be something that you genuinely want to do. Nobody can force you to give. Um, and that's why I think another like another important part of this, as you mentioned, is that like the two individuals who are in this exchange should not know each other. Because to a certain extent, like I think that Judaism is trying to prevent what we call virtue signaling these days, mm -hmm. where people do things and they post about it because it makes them feel good if they did something to show other people that they did something. Right. No, it should be just something that you do out of the goodness of your heart, um, out of genuine interest and belief that this is something important. Um, but I think it's funny, uh, as someone who had, whose love language is um, gift giving. Same. Maybe at all. I love, I love giving gifts. I, it, it makes me, I don't want anything back. It just makes me so happy when somebody I, else is right, happy. Right, Everybody's like, Adina, why do you offer to drive me places? I'm like, I don't know. I like doing it. Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, we're not I, trying to, we're trying, not trying to be self-righteous here, guys. We're just, yeah, we're just, we're just virtue signaling for yeah, you guys God, on like, this podcast. We're just so great. Like, you should definitely just, you know, Hang like, out think with us, be friends people. with us. Yeah, we're not like not trying to like say that we're cool we just are uh, but yeah with that i think that's a pretty solid like foundation of what sadaka is and we can jump straight into uh hearing what danielle has to say about um how philanthropy is central to the bjc and uh a little bit more about the commonwealth kiddish cup so we will zip right over there get started and like this will probably take not that long but uh i'm probably gonna do an introduction for you by myself on the podcast but just for like just in case we decide to scrap that do you want to like introduce yourself your position at the bjc like sure. how long you've been working here yeah so i'm danielle by corner um i am the director of development at the bjc i've been here as of november 30th for five years which is pretty crazy because i get to see a lot of like students come and go and um, different trends and alum, like active, like being active and caring about our community. Awesome. Yeah, we're like almost overlapping at the same amount of time that I was here and you were here. Yes. Um, so, like, how does your work within the BJC specifically intersect with the philanthropy that the BJC does? Is that like most of your work, um, only some of it? Yeah, so pretty much all of my work is trying to raise money for all of the awesome programs that we do. 
So whether that's like writing appeals, um, asking people to give to specific initiatives that students come up with, sending out proposals for giant things that we do throughout the year, or just connecting with alumni and getting them um, jazzed about what we do, having them nostalgic and remembering what we do, um, thinking about the next generation of Jewish college students and thinking about what they wish UVA would have been like when they were here. Um, all of that creating warm fuzzies for, uh, <laughs> for people who love what we do and help, uh, hopefully inspiring them to want to give back. And do you feel like um, the money that we raise through philanthropic work for like the Jewish community uh, here at UVA is sort of different maybe from other Hillel's, uh, like how, what it's put towards? Because I know like everything here that we do is, is free, like coming to Shabbat dinner is free. Um, but is that the same like all throughout the country or is it very different? Do every, does every Hillel have like oversight into what they want to do with the money they raise? So every Hillel operates as a specific nonprofit itself and we're all kind of under the umbrella organization of Hillel International. That said, we don't particularly get a ton of money from Hillel International. Um, so each Hillel kind of has its own way that it operates, its own mission statement, its own uh, change that it's trying to affect. So I would say that we're just really fortunate here to have donors who get what we do and want to make sure there aren't barriers for students because there are Hillels around the country that charge membership fees or charge, you know, a certain amount of money for Shabbat dinner every week or don't um, give stipends to students who, who do things and don't have the funds that we do. And we're just incredibly lucky that we have the donor base that we do to like uh, take away those barriers for current students. Yeah, I mean, even speaking for, I mean, Shabbat dinners has been awesome. Like, I've brought my, like, non-Jewish and Jewish friends from all over uh, grounds to come, like, have dinner. And they're like, this is so cool. Like, you guys have this whole building. Yep. Um, and I know that, like, this entire building was, was funded by, by our, like, the wonderful alumni that we have. But even, like, the podcast that, like, Adina and I are creating um, and Gabby and I started this year, like, even getting it on Spotify, getting the RSS feed and all that stuff to get it on there cost money that came out of the pocket of of the BJC that um, Annie was lucky enough to just tell us that we had. So yeah. that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, like, literally everything that we do is thanks to donors. Like, we would not be here. Our This house wouldn't have been here historically if it weren't for donors. You know, none of the work that we do, none of the staff that's here would be here without donors. So, like, without current parents, former parents, of, or parents of former students, alum, current students, community members, people that just randomly love us when we're on our board. Without those people, we really wouldn't be here at all. They, like, everything we do is dependent on what we raise. Yeah. Um, and this is a sort of tough question, but, like, answer it however the best that you can. Um, how do your, like, Jewish values specifically guide your views and actions in philanthropy, and, and how do you think, like, philanthropy connects to Judaism, and kind of how does that all work cohesively together in this space. Yeah, so I'm going to get personal for a sec. Um, my dad isn't Jewish, and my mom is, and uh, a lot of growing up, my mom would compare herself to her cousins um, who, like, had really, really deep Jewish experiences, like, went to camp and, and went to Hebrew school and had B'nai Mitzvah and, like, everything like that. My mom didn't have that at all. Um, so she always felt like she didn't know enough to be Jewish, and she didn't know enough to, like, give it to us. But when I think about being Jewish, I think about my grandma, her mom. And I think about, like, how much my grandparents, and they're not with us anymore, would have cared that, like, I'm investing in this now. And so when I think about, 
you know, Jewish philanthropy and Jewish values, something that I all often think about is this concept of Lador Vador, which is um, from generation to generation, passing this, like, uh, the, just the importance of Judaism, whether that be the culture or the religious stuff or um, just values or just food, whatever it is, whatever your way in is. And so I think about, um, like, the generations that came before our current students, um, people that used to live in our building, people that were Jews here um, when it was really scary to be a Jew here, people that had really, really different experiences with our halal, like, wouldn't come because they didn't feel like it was inclusive. So I feel like as we have a culture have changed, our halal has changed, and we're inclusive and pluralistic now, and I'm just, like, proud that from generation to generation we can kind of change and em embrace what it is to be a modern Jew. And um, I love that our alum get that. And people who have been with us for a really long time as donors, they are still with us as we're moving into the future and connecting with, like, the Jews that are going to be running the Jewish world in a, however many years. Yeah, and I actually, uh, like, relate to a lot of what you said in regards to, like, the upbringing and, like, Jewish values. Because I also, like, my family is Jewish, but... Uh, because of, like, our background coming from the Soviet Union, like, I was raised in a pretty secular, like, Jewish household where, like, we celebrated holidays, but that's pretty much as far as we got, like, yeah. having a dinner around the table, but not even, like, knowing anything about, like, the prayers or anything like that. It was mostly just, like, a familial moment. Um, but that, like, even though I think my parents never grew up having, like, a traditional Jewish education, uh, they still have that, like, family passed down, like, um, value of like giving back mm -hmm. um and when I was talking to my dad about it because he donates to the BJC as well like I asked him you know why he chooses the places he chooses to donate and for him a big part of like why he chose here is because he always said like I my like the biggest thing I learned from my parents and my grandparents is like investing in the future and like investing mm -hmm. in my children yeah. and he found this place to be like a, somewhere that I can call a second home like he know he knew that I had a Jewish center growing up um, in town in Brooklyn and like he found that I could always come here to like feel like I was back home and mm. he found that to be important so um, he like wanted to give back to that sort of like feeling of home and, and creating that sort of space but the the whole core idea behind it was kind of just like to invest in your children and to invest in, in your future and I find that to be like super um, like collective experience throughout like a lot of Jewish families it's, like a lot of fa uh, Jewish families like invest in, in their children and invest in their future yeah. Um, and, like, in the spaces that, that are, like, cultivated for them. Oh, that's beautiful. I didn't know that about your dad. I, like, love your dad. The, like, <laughs> that have, like, He's such a silly dude. <laughs> I, that's my favorite kind of dude. He's a silly guy. Um, but, yeah, and when you, when you talk about, like, Jewish families being a lot what brings, um, like, younger gen generations of Jews back to Judaism, it's, like, our, I, the, our community kind of operates like a large family, right? Like, we're all over the country. Like, we don't all, like, hang out or get along or, you know, maybe we do. I don't know. But there, there's such a diverse amount of people here, but we are all tied to this place. Um, and that's really special. And it, it also speaks to the homey vibe, right? Like, yeah. uh, uh, our house is a home for our Jewish family, and our Jewish family is current UVA students, past UVA students, anyone else who cares about what we do. Yeah, and even like on a tour the other day um, that I was giving, I had like a prospective student from New Jersey come up and her family came up uh, after the tour to talk to me because I like talk about my involvement in Hillel um, and the BJC like throughout my tour. And they were like, so like, we're from Jersey, like we come from a pretty big Jewish community, like how is it here? We know it's Virginia, we know it's different. And I told them like, 
it's honestly one of the strongest Jewish communities I've ever encountered in my life. It's like mm -hmm. pretty small but mighty. Um, and I can't speak to any other schools just because I haven't experienced it. But like, it's nice that you can come here when you want to be like more in, in touch with some sort of like Jewish um, connection that you might have, whether mm -hmm. it be like religious or more just like social and holiday stuff for fun. Uh, but you make friends here that you like keep and have outside of the Jewish spaces as mm -hmm. well. And you just have like this connecting space that you can all come back to at the end of the day, mm -hmm. which I think is awesome. Mm. Um, but anyway, to, I guess, move on and plug, like, the last thing that, um, I wanted to touch on on the podcast, uh, we have, like, this philanthropic event that happens every year that's coming up, um, pretty soon, so I would love for you to explain, like, what the Commonwealth Kiddush Cup is and, like, um, why it's important or just, like, what the history of it is, whatever you want, but yeah. just kind of plug it and, and explain happily, what we do here. Happily, happily, we'll plug so um, the Commonwealth Kiddush Cup is in its ninth year, actually, uh, which means I think I would have started, what year is it, 2021? Yeah, it would have started when I was a student at Virginia Tech then, which is very funny because I think I'd heard of it when I was a student, but I like wasn't super involved with my Hillel, but it's now hilarious that I'm working <laughs> for UVA Hillel raising money to beat Virginia Tech. So what the cup is, is an annual fundraising competition with young alum. Um, who are trying to, you know, of course, raise the needed funds that we need to do the stuff that we do here. But also it's like a community building opportunity around the, um, like, Commonwealth Cup, which is UVA's athletics versus Virginia Tech's athletics. And we kind of anchor it to um, this Thanksgiving-ish time, Hanukkah-ish time, when um, Virginia Tech and UVA play football. The so, Commonwealth Clash. Yes, yes. So that game is coming up next week. No, on Saturday, I'll on be Saturday. here. <laughs> oh, are you going to the game? Yeah, it's my first time going to the game ever. I have gone since I was a kid. I love it, but tickets are so expensive this year, and I'm like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying not to spend trying to $200 a person on a ticket or something. That's, that's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting because the cup has evolved over time. Um, at the beginning, it was just a straight, like, all out, how much money can you raise blitz, Right. So whoever would, whichever of the schools would raise the most money in the, in the time frame, um, they would win the cup. Over time, it's kind of morphed into something different. So now we have a 15-point point system, and you, each school can win different points. So it's kind of strategically different, right? There are points for different things. So now we have points for people who submit photos of Hanukkah gatherings, people who, like, uh, gather with other alum, people who um, are class of like the class that just graduated, so 2021 grads, um, like how many of those can give? So we're really trying to be thoughtful of like, how do we involve as many people as we can uh, while it's centered around young alum? Because um, getting young alum to realize like what you had here uh, came from those who came before you is really important to me. So actually in our board meeting on um, Sunday, Jake shared this. I guess it's like a, a Jewish story about um, someone who was like planting carob trees and someone came up to him and asked like, why are you planting these trees? You're, it'll take 70 years for them to fruit. And he said, well, someone planted them for me. Um, so I think about that with our young alum, like, yeah, you got this beautiful experience while you were in college. Like, don't you wanna give back to make sure that that or even better happens for the next generation? And then um, the way, another way it's evolved recently, which makes me really excited, is involving current students. So um, current students didn't used to be able to give to the cup, and now 
we made it so that they can, because one, they were doing it anyway, and we just had to make it so the rules made it fair. Um, but two, it's like to teach about Jewish philanthropy and teach about giving back and um, like supporting the place that supports you. Um, so it's not really about like how much a current student gives. We're not expecting huge things, but like it's about, you know, thinking I'm not just receiving from this organization. I'm also part of building it um, and setting up like philanthropy for the rest of your lives. Like I'm going to do tikkun olam. I'm going to give sadaqa. I'm going to give back to the places that I care about and really be an active part of making them grow. Yeah, I remember my first year, I, I gave $5. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, maybe I'm, like, paying it forward for, like, a bagel or two yeah. that I'm going to have, no, like, in a few you. weeks. Every gift counts. And also, like, did, did you give more your second year? Yeah, yeah. I've, and year? also just thinking now about, like, adult things and, like, having a credit line and then giving yeah. donations every year and, yeah. like, all that stuff. And, like, you actually start thinking about, like, okay, well, I have, like, the choice of where I'm going to put my money. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And so that's, like, a freedom that we now have, and I feel like it's helpful to start thinking about that now and being, like, motivated to uh, really reflect on, like, which spaces you want to give back to. Yeah, yeah, and there's different, like, and different people's families have different relationships to it. So, like, I remember when I was a kid, I would get an allowance, and my mom would make me give 10% to (laughs) charity or make me save it. And, you know, I so appreciate that lesson now because it's, like, you know, I'm very fortunate to have the things that I have, and why not enact the values that I believe in by getting putting my money where my mouth is basically yeah definitely yeah. well thanks so much for yeah. chatting yeah thank you pause it so yeah that's uh that's essentially uh, a pretty good summarization of like what philanthropy means to Danielle specifically to the BJC uh, me and her had a great time talking about how like our families are involved in this sort of philanthropy. Uh, and I hope that this sort of inspires you all to want to give back to the BJC, um, not only during the Commonwealth Kiddush Cup, but in general, just because, it, uh, you know, Adina and I have found this to be a great space to create this podcast, right. to meet friends, to be part of a community. Um, and it really means a lot to us that people want to put money into having that this continue. Right. And not just money. I mean, there's, you can give your time, you know, there are so many leadership opportunities in the BJC that you could become a part of. There are just a lot of volunteering opportunities that either, you know, help the BJC or just that the BJC does to help people in the community. Um, so, and that's all, that's all Sadaka as well. Um, so with that being said, we're going to sign off and we will catch you guys on the next episode. Um, Shabbat Shalom, even though it's probably not a Shabbat. Yeah, have a, have a great Thanksgiving. If, if this comes out before Thanksgiving, which it should. It will. Um, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy some time with your family. Yeah, give thanks. Give tzedakah. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.